to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM on this wonderful Easter long weekend. We are hoping that you've had a great time off and you are here with Mon and Chris. Yes, I am glad to be back for another round of our Easter special. Tell me, Monica, did yeah. you have a good Easter break? Do you know what? For the first time... In like, I think about four or five years, I finally managed to organize myself to have an Easter egg on Easter. Well, okay. So how is it that you don't <laughs> end up eating Easter eggs on Easter? I, I'm just, fascinated. I just don't usually prep myself that much. You know, I usually get some Easter eggs beforehand, given around in the office. And then afterwards when there's sales on at the supermarket, I stock up on maybe a little bit. But I don't actually seem to, you know, get it together so that over the long weekend when everything's shut down... You had to uh, get an extra Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Okay, I see the logic behind that. So how did you make it different this year then? You I just prepped. On Friday, prepped. on the way home from work, we stopped off at a servo and I got some eggs. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. That's all it took, really. That's how all was, it took. <laughs> how was your long weekend? Uh, yeah, I had a great long weekend. Um, Saturday, I just hung out with friends, had a great lunch. Um, yeah, just relaxed a bit from a very busy week. And then Sunday, just decided to use... My uh, spare time, wrote some essays and did some research for assessments. Uh, not the most fun way to spend a holiday, but a productive one, I would say. Uh, very well spent. No, oh, good on you. Good on you for getting something productive done. Unlike me, I don't think I got a <laughs> single thing done. I did a bit of swimming, a little bit of crocheting, a whole lot of couch potato win. Hey, nothing too bad mm-hmm. with that. We all need a little bit of time to relax. And uh, I'd say the Easter weekend is a perfect time to do such a thing. To sit around and get fat. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and get fat. <laughs> now, Christopher. Yes. Let me hit you with the first clue from our quiz today. Okay, I'm ready. Who am I? First Timothy chapter two verses thirteen to fourteen says that I was deceived. Ooh, very interesting question. I think I might have the answer, but I'll listen to a few of the other clues and see if I'm right as we go through the rest of our show. Oh, who are we kidding? We already know the answer because this is a delayed broadcast, isn't it? Oh, no, that's yeah. it. Sorry, the veil of the the illusion, illusion of has uh... been destroyed. <laughs> this is a delayed broadcast. But you know what? Despair not, good listeners. You can join us for the live show. All you need to do is jump on our website, which is faithfm.com.au and just press play and you can listen to the live broadcast. You can send in the question of the day. You can answer the quiz and get the prize. You can even get to our favorite part of the show at the end. That's it. Where we, what do we do? We give away stuff for free. Free stuff. Oh my goodness. What more can you ask for? Actually, you can also jump on the TuneIn app, which is a wonderful app. You can download it for free. And then just search for Faith FM Australia and you can listen to us anywhere in the world for free. It's so much easier. Join us on the live show. That's it. Stick around. We're going to have some great programming. We've got some interviews, some giveaways. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. Looking forward to having you with us today. We're now going to have a quick song break. This is Andy McLeod. Keep me near the cross. Cry. 
back to Faith FM Australia. This is your Easter special long weekend. We're still coming in and doing radio for you live because we love you. We love Easter. We love you. And we've got to do the weather. Oh quick, my goodness. hit me with the weather. All right, quick weather. Here we go. Sydney, 20 degrees with a top of 31. Melbourne, 14 degrees with a top of 21. Brisbane, 21 degrees with a top of 29. A little bit of showers headed your way. Perth, 16 degrees with a top of 32. Not a cloud in sight. Adelaide, 15 degrees, top of 23. Canberra, 12 degrees with a top of 30. Hobart, 12 degrees with a top of 18. And a little bit of rain as well. Darwin, 26 degrees with a top of 34. A bit of clouds. And here, in Newcastle, it is of course 21 degrees with a top of 31. Lovely, and looking outside, you can tell it's going to be a gorgeous day today. The sunshine is just dazzling already. Do you know what? Mm. I'm going to ask you what you're grateful for, but before you tell me what you're grateful for, yes. I'm going to tell you what I'm grateful for. Okay, go for it. I am so grateful that daylight savings is over. <laughs> so done with that. I was so happy this morning driving to work because usually what happens is I drive to work in the dark. I get here. I come into the studio. It's still dark. By the time I finish the show, go outside and it's bright daylight. Yeah. But now I drive to work and it is beautiful sunrise. Gorgeous colors in the skies. Orange and pinks. and Oh, it's amazing. And so when I get in the studio, the sun's already like just coming up. I actually get to see something of the morning. I'm really happy. You weren't a fan of just like the dark, miserable, foggy skies? It's it's weird. You know how sometimes you go to a shopping center and you get lost, you know, shopping for hours and then you come outside and it's dark and you're like, oh, what happened to the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that in reverse. Sure. So, what are you grateful for? Well, I'm very grateful for. I got to. I just really liked being able to spend the weekend uh, with friends and, yeah, just be able to spend time with people. I think. it's just really nice. I don't get to do it often enough. Mm. Just be able to relax, to d- kind of like drop everything and, you know, not worry about work. I mean, I ended up doing it on Sunday anyway, but, you know, for for a little while, I didn't have to do any of that. So, uh, I'm always thankful for just some time off. Yeah, it's nice to have a long weekend to spend with your loved ones. Oh, by the way, dear listeners, if you have an Easter tradition that you'd like to tell us about, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and tell us all about your Easter traditions. I'm not really aware of that many Easter traditions, so I'd love to hear about Easter egg hunts, chocolates. Yeah. Hot cross bun making? I don't know. Does anyone actually thing? make them? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody has to bake them, but I don't know that I've ever met anyone who baked their own hot cross buns. Maybe we should start this. Let's be the change, you yeah. know? Let's, <laughs> let's start it. I want to give some Easter gifts out. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if I wanted to have an Easter tree like that. That's not Easter tree. <laughs> oh my! Nah, let's let's Maybe keep. Maybe like a uh, giant egg in the corner of the living room, and you put presents. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah, yeah. All but right. there, there would be another holiday that you have to buy gifts for. I feel like it's already. We, I, that's the one thing I actually like about Easter. Mm-hmm. You're not expected. There's to no. Do that. There's no yeah. social obligations. Yeah, to <laughs> spend a lot of money and go broke buying presents. True. True. Let me hit you, Christopher, okay. with another clue for the quiz. Let's do it. Who am I? The first clue was 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 to 14 says that I was deceived. And clue 2 says, I hid from God. Mm. Who would hide from God? Don't I know that's impossible? You can't hide from God. God always knows where you are. Did it say, I tried to hide from God? Yeah. That might be a better <laughs> uh, explanation, perhaps. <laughs> It just says, I hid from God. If you think you know the answer to the quiz today, give us a call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. We're going to send you an Easter prize. It is a copy of a book called God's Holy Word. Is it still worth dying for? It is a book about the book, a book about the Bible. Oh, there we go. 
Tell us some good news, Christopher. Some good news. All right. Well, this week, or or I should say over the past week, Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of great news coming out. For example, have you ever... uh, Have you ever heard of the app Uber? I have. I've used it many times. Oh, you have. Would you like to explain to our listeners, just in case they might not know, uh, what the concept is? It's uh, kind of like a taxi, I want to say, a taxi service. And so you jump on the app and you can uh, summon an Uber directly to where you are. And then it sends out a signal and whichever Uber uh, Uber driver is close by, they pick it up. And, uh, and they can come and get you and they take you to where you're going. And it's done without cash, so you pay through the app before you even get picked up. And it's, it's also a bit like a drive share because anyone can become an Uber driver in your own vehicle provided your vehicle um, passes the tests. So, yeah, nice. it's a great way of employing people and of um, catching a lift. I've used Uber many times. It's got me out of many tight spots, so... Well, just imagine a very similar concept. Imagine the idea of, you know, you get on an app and you get a, you know, put out that request for uh, someone to come and uh, come and grab you. Except instead of bringing a car, they can actually bring medication. Ooh, very interesting. Right. So uh, there have been these uh, professors over in Israel who came up with this idea that a lot of people who actually need EpiPens, uh, a lot of them either forget or don't take their EpiPens out with them. And mm-hmm. so if they have an allergic reaction and go into, say, anaphylactic shock, uh, they need the EpiPens, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a problem if they don't have them. And so what they can do is they can, you know, quickly boop, boop, go in the app, just, I don't know how it works necessarily, you know, press a button, here's my location, and they can put out like that signal, like, hey, somebody come and help me, I need an EpiPen. So it's a pretty cool idea when you think about it, and I'm sure it's going to save uh, a lot of lives, uh, this idea. What's the name of the app? That is so useful. I'm, I'm, so, Here we go. I'm it, so happy when humanity uses technology for good. It is called the EpiMata app. Uh, so you got the Epi from the EpiPen and then Mata, uh, I'm assuming, is uh, derived from the name of the team that's working on it, the MDA. Uh, it's, so it's recently launched. It already has hundreds of registered users in Israel. So I don't think it's uh, here in uh, outside of Israel just yet, but I'm sure if it's successful over there, it's going to spread to other countries as well. Oh, I'm sure and it's an easy thing to do as well, just to expand the map. Oh, yeah. It's just an app. Yeah, for sure. Because um, they said in, in Israel, just Israel, there are approximately 20,000 people who require EpiPens. Wow. So there's definitely a great need there um, for this app. That's incredible. A really great story. Do you have any more good news for me? Oh, do I Mom have... good news today. Have, I've got plenty of good news. Hit me with some more. All right. Our next story is uh, over the weekend, mm. there was a accident. That doesn't sound very good. Say, but that was some good news, Christopher. <laughs> uh, it's going to get there. So uh, there was this uh, lady. She was driving a school bus. Uh, she had four students there. And while they were driving back home, they collided with a semi-trailer. Oh, my. Now, I don't know about you, but my immediate reaction, I think, would just be I'd be in shock. I probably wouldn't move. I wouldn't do anything. You know, I'd just be completely afraid. But this lady, recognizing that she was responsible or at least felt the responsibility for these students and their safety, uh, she just, you know, she got up straight away. She made sure that they were all safe. She got them out. And a lot of the kids are obviously very much in shock, but mm-hmm. she was out there comforting them and, um, you know, and she took care of them until, um, you know, the ambulance and uh, the police could come. And she's been, you know, tatted as this big hero. And she just says, like, oh, no, you know, I didn't really do 
anything that uh, that big or significant. And it kind of reminds me, uh, last week we talked about uh, some students who saved an old man from a burning building mm, last week. Yeah. And they just kind of like ran off. They didn't want any recognition. They didn't want any, you know, uh, fame or glory or anything. They just said, well, you know, we just did it because... It was the right thing to do. Humble heroes. Humble heroes. So, something for us to strive towards, I think. Something yeah. uh, that, yeah, humble I think, hero I attitude. Think people, I think people often are chasing uh, the fame, you know, the fame and glory. And it's, an, it's a sweet reminder that, you know, humble heroes is often more the way to go. Mm. Yeah. And uh, if you think about it, at Easter, aren't we celebrating the most humble hero? We most certainly oh. are. There was a segue and a half. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, uh, hang on. Let me quickly find something for you. Um, you read about, yeah, the humility of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, if it can be found here in this handy Bible. Philippians chapter 2. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Lyle, I think I picked up Lyle's old King James version. Where's my... <laughs> it's all right. I will uh, translate. But essentially, um, yeah, it talks about the idea that Jesus made himself of no reputation. He took on the form of a servant. He was made uh, as a human. Uh, being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient even unto death, even to the death on the cross. Um, you wow. know, Jesus like was up in heaven. Everyone worshipped him. He was the most powerful being, and yet, in order to save humanity, he was willing to become a human. Uh, he was willing to take on the form of a man, and yeah, sacrifice his life even unto death on the cross. And that's really what we celebrate at Easter—not just his death as well, but also his resurrection. And uh, we're told to have a mind like Christ as well, and to be humble in the same way he was. And speaking of Jesus paying it all, our next song is actually called Jesus Paid It All, and it's by Fernando Ortega. Take a good listen to these lyrics and keeping in mind, um, you know, the Easter, Easter celebration and what it's all about.
grace to claim I'll wash my garments white In the blood of Calvary's land Jesus paid it all All to Him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain He washed it white as snow are enjoying our music on Faith FM this morning, it is because our new producer, Shell, has specially put together our songs to be themed about Easter and the true meaning behind Easter, for which we are very grateful, both the real meaning behind Easter and for our new producer, Shell. Indeed. Now, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to hit you with the third clue of the quiz. Oh my goodness, so many clues. All right, hit me, hit me. Let's go. Easter quiz. Who am I? First clue was 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 to 14 says that I was deceived. Mm-hmm. Clue 2, I hid from God, or as we ascertained, they tried, tried to hide yep, from yep. God. And clue 3, pain and sorrow accompany childbirth because of my sin. Oh. Think you got it? 
I maybe w- I would have gotten it by now. This is someone that I have often thought about once a month that I'd like to pop her on the nose. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we won't hold it against her. Uh, if you know the answer, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM or text us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. The prize today is a copy of God's Holy Word. Is it still worth dying for? It is a book about the Bible, an amazing book. Highly recommend it. We will send it to you free of charge if you can get the clue right. The answer is right to the quiz. All right, Monica. Yes. I want some news. I have got so much good news today. It really? It's just coming out of every pore. I tell you what, it's such <laughs> a good news day. Out of every pore. Out of every pore, let I, me tell you. That's a lot of goodness. Uh, it you is. know what? Do you know what? There's so much good news today. All I'm doing today is good news. That's great. Yeah. Positively different radio. Positively I love it. Positively different radio. This is it. This is the home for that. Okay, so I don't think you were in, maybe you were listening, but a little while ago, Lyle and I did a segment about. Um, plastic straws and about plastic pollution in the oceans okay and uh and i have such good news guess which global food chain has announced that they'll be giving up plastic straws I have no clue. McDonald's. See, I wanted to say McDonald's, but, but it's I didn't. So big, I you didn't, think it's not going to be possible? I didn't. Right? I didn't want to. I not, didn't. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maccas, good on you, Maccas. This is one thing. Hey, doing you, right. you did something right. <laughs> yeah, you get a medal. Finally, you did something <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so they have a study in May. The company will be launching a paper straw um, pilot campaign. Oh, okay. Uh, which is amazing because, you know, for example, in America, 500 million straws are thrown into the ocean every day. Every day. Every day. What? And I know you're thinking, oh, that's an American statistic. What does that mean for Australia? Get this right. Avid scuba diver, Casey Turner, she went snorkeling after work recently at a popular dive site in Manly, Australia. That's mm-hmm. in Sydney. And in the area, in a 20-minute snorkel, she found 319 straws. Then she went back later the next day and in the exact same spot found another 294 straws. That is ridiculous. Yeah. What and so, earth? And so the person who, um, who knows Casey, she was like, do you know what? That sounds like way too many. Let me go find. And so she jumped in the water and found 150 <laughs> And there's a I'm gonna put this up on, Insta, on 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 our Facebook. There's a picture of these women holding up the straws they found in the beaches of Australia. Mm. Now we are famous for having in Australia, you know, our country is famous for having the most beautiful, pristine beaches on the planet. Yep. But this is a disgrace. Yeah, this is a that's terrible. Disgrace. And the and the thing about plastic straws is they take hundreds of years to, to um to to decompose. Also, it's such a single use item. Yeah. If you think about it, it's not like something people like you use them over and over and over again. You use them once and without second thought, you just toss them away. Mm. And there's really no need. Are you like, are people incompetent at sipping drinks out of a cup? Do they need <laughs> to have a straw? I guess I've never actually thought about where they go because, yeah, when I think about it, plastic takes a long time to degrade and to, to erode. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking now of all the times I've bought a drink at Macca's or Hungry Jack's or whatever mm-hmm. fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. just thrown it away and not really considered where these straws actually end up. Exactly. Well, they end up in the ocean, killing our, uh, our ecosystems and our animals. Now, the cool thing is you can actually, you, you know, we don't have to just have to sit here and hear this good news and be like, yay, good news. We can actually be part of this. Um, there's a website called the last plastic straw.org the last plastic straw that's great that's their aim they want to see the last plastic straw ever being used they have um, a wonderful list of ways that you can be part of stopping um, plastic straw use the most obvious one being when you are ordering a drink (laughs) 
You'll never guess. What? Just say no, thank you. I would not like a straw. Or actually, uh, if you think about it, some places even you know how they have the little straw dispensers. Sometimes yeah. they'll make you get it yourself. So maybe just don't just grab don't it. Just don't get one. Yeah. You don't need to get one. Just leave it. Just take the lid off your drink. Actually, ask for it without the lid because you don't really need a lid on your drink either. That's another piece of plastic you could do without. Yeah. Why don't we- when we're at home and you take a glass, a, cu- a cup out of the cupboard and fill it up with whatever beverage you're drinking, yeah. no one sticks a lid on it or stuff a straw in it, right? <laughs> you just lift it to your, to your lips actually and you drink. Think, yeah, that's quite patronizing now that I think about it. Macca's gives you a, a lid. So it's just like, oh, you don't want to spill it. It's just like, I don't need a lid. I'm fine. I've learned how to drink by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Amen. You don't need a lid. You do not need a straw. Just leave those items behind and just be happy with your paper cup <laughs> sounds good i want to tell you another good story all right all right this one makes me really happy so uh i'm sure you all know what um what bitcoin is and what you know uh, all these cryptocurrencies <laughs> are yes so there's a company um it's called donors choice and basically it's a non-for-profit crowdfunding website where public school teachers can go on the website and request uh, items for their for their for their classrooms. So music teachers can request instruments, and science teachers can ask for lab equipment, and kindergarten teachers can ask for craft supplies. You know, t- teachers can even ask for money just to take their whole their whole uh, student body on a field trip or on an excursion somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's a way that teachers can put these requests on this website, and people can come along and be like, "Yes, I want to donate to that," or "Yes, I will purchase you your trumpet for your for your big brass band at your school band or whatever." And um, Earlier this week, on this website, um, Donors Choice, there was more than 35,600 teacher requests on this website. And suddenly, in one grand gesture, every single one of them was fulfilled. No way. Every single one of them. So, there's a startup company based in San Francisco called Ripple donated $29 million in cryptocurrency so that every single wish could be granted on this website. See, when you said that, I was like, oh, that, you know, that's a pretty nifty idea. I'm sure a few teachers will get some cool stuff. And then you said, what, 35,000? 35,600. 35, it's almost like 36,000. Oh, 36, wow. Yeah. yeah, boom. It's right. Every every single request. like It's like raining presents on <laughs> teachers around the world. Can I become a teacher and just like request some <laughs> very non-teachery stuff, please? <laughs> non-teacher <laughs> so the funding has been called the largest single virtual currency gift to a charity in history wow isn't that wonderful can you imagine being a teacher and being like all the stuff that you've ever requested like everything has been granted can a teacher like request uh sh- I, I, someone needs to invent some technology that makes children quieter surely that's out there somewhere <laughs> yeah. i want a muffler for my class a muffler yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just maybe like just a big pair of headphones and <laughs> <laughs> you just you just talk to the kids and the, you see their hand raise up and just if, like yeah. I wonder if any teacher was like I need a nap I'd like I to need a nap, nap. Yeah, <laughs> siesta time our teachers work so hard let me tell you one other good story because we've got like a little bit more time left okay 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 so a rec- there's a recovering drug addict um, who who really un- became to understand the importance of health mm. in recovery and uh, and she became a bit of a gym junkie as opposed to a drug junkie praise the lord for that transition and um and ended up starting her own gym it's called black iron gym and uh and she has through crowdfunding a program called reps for recovery is a program where they give out free gym memberships to anyone who's been in recovery anywhere between 24 hours and five years so basically if you're trying to go clean you go to this gym and they'll give you a free membership 
wow. to help you with your with your recovery. That is a great idea. Yeah, and I just love it. I love it when I when you see um, former addicts help helping other addicts. Mm. Like they've been helped up, and now they're reaching and helping someone else up. Yeah, and I think it means a, a lot as well because obviously somebody who hasn't gone through that experience finds it difficult to empathize with the struggles that somebody else is going mm-hmm. through, and they might not have the knowledge as to the best approach for how to do these things. But obviously, if it's coming from somebody who used to live that way they're able to be a much greater help i think um for those who want to yeah absolutely so it creates it creates a safe place um for um recovering addicts and you know this is great because health is such a, a big factor in in um addiction recovery and i would love to see this this kind of style of of generosity in every gym across australia I think that would be a marvellous thing. We are going to take a quick break. And after this song, we're going to be coming back with the guest interview by our lovely Adele. She's going to be interviewing um, a gentleman called Ken Duke. It's going to be very interesting. After that, we will have the 8 o'clock news. And then you and I will be back with our encounter with God. And we're going to be discussing not so much the, the symbolism of Easter, but what Easter actually means to Christians today. So we'll be right back after this song. This is the Ball Brothers. It's about the cross, which it certainly is. It's not just about the manger Where the baby lay It's not all about the angels Who sing for him that day It's not all about the shepherds On the bright and shining sun It's not all about the wise men Who traveled from afar it's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the
Welcome back to Faith FM. It's fantastic having you with us here this morning. And in the studio this morning, this morning well, via phone, we've got Ken Duke, who is a chaplain at Adventist Senior Living in the Kurenbong area in New South Wales. Ken, welcome. It's lovely to have you on with us this morning. It's great to be able to talk with you. You're not in Kurenbong at the moment, though, are you? No. So I'm, actually, I'm actually in Murray Bridge in South Australia. Ah, good place to be. So what takes you, <laughs> takes you there? I've been travelling from Sydney to South Australia to meet up with a, a friend in the God Squad who's mm-hmm. travelling across Australia. Oh wow! So, what's that in? A, what sort of aim does that have? Is there you know a fundraising thing or just an adventure or a bit of both? Yeah, my friend uh, is travelling from uh, from Scotland. Oh wow! And he he flew over and picked up a bike and uh, he's planned a trip to go around Australia in 30 days. Mm, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, my plan is not to do that. I, okay. I'm happy to go to Perth mm-hmm. uh, just to assist him on his way across the Nullarbor. Which is and pretty then challenging. Yeah, well, it can be. Mm. Um, and then he'll head from Perth all the way around the top of Australia in his designated 30 days. He's well oh. planned and well well thought out. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Mm. And so you'll just be helping out and, you know, making yeah, just, kind of thing. Just supporting him in whatever mm. he needs. Yeah. And, and uh, he's raising awareness and funds for a women's refuge in Scotland that they're purchasing. Wow. That's a really good thing to raise money for. It's uh, amazing. It's a, it's a long way to come to do it. So what has inspired this journey? For, for Gordon, mm. for my friend, yeah, he's actually done a few of these trips. He's travelled uh, 50 states in America in 30 days. Right. He's also travelled around Europe. They've already raised uh, a million Australian dollars mm-hmm. for, their, for their project and they've just got a little bit more to go. And so th- that's uh, he's well-travelled, he knows what he's doing and he's able to do it very well. Right. That's really exciting though, and you know, that you can get to have an amazing adventure while doing something really beneficial and worthwhile for a community. Yes, when I heard about it, because I'm a part of the God Squad, mm. I thought, hmm, that's a great opportunity to fulfil one of my dreams, which was to ride from Sydney to Perth. Mm-hmm. I, I've driven it many times and because I, I worked in Perth for a while. Okay. And uh, this this is just one of those opportunities you say, well, talk to my family and they were happy to support me. Oh, that's and, good. It's uh, <laughs> important. Because <laughs> I'm away from home for a month this time. Oh, so, wow. yeah, that, mm. that will weigh heavily on the family mm. and on myself. So what sort of things will happen in that month's time? Already uh, I've been meeting people on the way. So whenever I stop anywhere, I, I wear a, a vest that has God Squad written on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so people, anyone who talks to me knows that I'm Christian, that I'm uh, connected with faith. And so sometimes you get opportunities to talk to people around Mm -hmm. faith. Other times it's just talking to people. Last night I was camping, uh, pulled up after getting all wet and uh, there was a few guys in the, the kitchen where I was camping and we were chatting about all sorts of things. And uh, they tell me what they do, and then I tell them what I do, and it's always interesting the response you get when they find out that you're a chaplain, first of all, <laughs> and they recognise that you're a man of faith. And uh, mm. last night was one of the typical responses is, well, we'll talk about something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised with that. Australians tend to be a little bit avoidant of religion or have a bit of a negative perception about it at times. 
It's not always that way, though. I have some very good conversations with all sorts of people when I'm out riding. Oh, that's good. That's mm. a good opportunity too, though, really, because, you know, you've got that thing in common where you're riding. And yes. so, you know, you've got some interest already that connects you. So, you know, why not have some talk about bigger picture stuff? Yeah, and, mm. and that's good. And what I like about it most of all is that you've got the name God Squad written all over you. So you you either if people don't come and talk with you, then... Uh, that's okay, but if they do, they know you're religious. They mm. know that you you're happy to talk about faith and deeper things, and and it mm. often happens. Yeah. And some people even come and ask for prayer. Oh, lovely! That's really good. Mm. 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 And so, have what sort of um, areas are you travelling to next on this big epic journey? Well, tonight I'll be staying here in uh, Murray Bridge, mm-hmm. and we'll meet up with the Long Riders, which is another Christian biker group. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we meet up with Teen Challenge and Teen Challenge, uh, Gordon's connected with Teen Challenge and they do work with um, people who have addictions and they support them as they come off that. Mm. So So I'll be doing... There's a few people involved in this whole process. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Quite amazing, quite amazing to connect because when you're out riding, I'm I'm on my own at the moment. So Mm. I've been on the road... I've done 1,400 kilometres since yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, everywhere you stop, you're looking for someone to talk to because you're mm. on your own for uh, quite a few hours just pondering things. And, mm. yeah, I quite enjoy being able to just stop and be more outgoing than I normally would just to <laughs> engage people. Mm, that's a good opportunity. So what got and it's you- funny. Oh. It's funny when you're wearing leathers and stuff. People look at you a bit sideways, and mm. some some don't want to engage. And when you come across friendly and happy and open, then that soon sort of drops away. The, the ice. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the God Squad? Well, that's a bit of a long story, but um, my <laughs> my kid my, my son finished uh, high school and. In the time up to then, I was spending a lot of time with him, mm-hmm. and then he got his license and all that sort of stuff, so he started doing his own thing, and I found I had a lot of time. Mm. So I thought, what do I want to do? And I've always been interested in motorbikes, and uh, I've uh, been involved with or listening to John Smith and the God Squad over many, many years, and I thought, mm. well, I'm going to go and see what they're up to these days, and uh, I ended up in their clubhouse in Sydney, and met up with a few of them, and that's where the relationship began. It was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So what other things have you done with the God Squad? I've been out riding with all sorts of um, outlaw biker groups okay. uh, from Victoria to Queensland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was in Melbourne earlier this year and ended up riding with uh, some outlaw bikers in Bendigo. Okay. And just recently in Queensland, in Brisbane, went out with a, a ride with a few different groups there. So um, that happens regularly. When I'm in Sydney, uh, we meet up with different groups as well. Mm. And how do they respond to you as a member of the God Squad and as a chaplain? Well, it's re- they don't really know who I am okay. because I'm a nominee, so I'm I'm – uh, when you're a new or not quite a member, you become mm-hmm. a nominee and so you just serve the club okay. and help out in whatever way they ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you become a member, it's about a three-year pro- process, which is typical of any biker group. Mm. 
Now you've got to go through the the basics to be able to become part of that brotherhood. Yeah, absolutely. And they take it very seriously. Mm. So I guess they want to make sure that you're the right fit for the group as well. Yes, yes. Mm. And the God Squad is one of the more difficult Christian biker groups to get into. Okay. Because they see it as a ministry, mm. and if if you're going to misrepresent them, when you become a member of a biker group, you become one of their brothers. Mm. And so they trust you with their life. Mm. And it's no different with the God Squad. Yeah. So it's it's a great place to be involved in men's ministry. Hmm. Actually, that is and, really, yeah, it is a really good opportunity to connect with men. Because you know, mm. sometimes, you know, ministry isn't always easy, particularly for appealing to, to guys, because it maybe feels a little bit touchy-feely, but this is so <laughs> practical. Yes. And you'd think with a bunch of bikers, you, it wouldn't be touch and touchy-feely, but the conversations I have with people are incredible. Mm. I, I, I really I enjoy the... Need to be in their comfort zone to talk about the big things in life. Yes, mm. yes, and I enjoy the authenticity of each of the men that you connect with who are in the squad. Mm. Quite amazing. Mm. And so when it comes to motorbike riding, how did, like, how did you get into that? Has it always been something you've been kind of interested in or...? Yeah, I think I was born with a pair of handlebars in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been riding all my life. tricycles and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up to training wheels. <laughs> that's right. No, I remember as a young teenager just um, revving around on bikes and my big, my biggest, my oldest brother had bikes and all of that sort of stuff. So I've always been interested in mechanical and motor things. Mm. And so for people out there who are listening who love motorbikes, what do you ride? <laughs> I have a few bikes and I've had many over the years, but at the moment I have a 1974 shovel. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm not riding that at the moment because it's a, it's, a, it's a short travel bike. <laughs> yeah, comfort <laughs> is important. <laughs> yeah, this one's not, not a comfortable bike to ride. Mm. Uh, and I have an electric glide, which is a 1700 Harley. Oh, wow. So mm. a pretty solid, serious bike. It's a touring bike, mm. yeah, and it's mm. it's like a dream to ride oh, in comparison to my other bike. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a friend who has a cruiser and he says it's like riding a couch, and I'm like, well, why yes. not? <laughs> yeah. And my wife mm. will often come with me. She has no problem at all jumping on the back in her lounge chair. <laughs> it well, works you know, very why well. Why not? Comfort is important. Mm. And family yes, time that, too. It's quality time. Yes. Mm. Well, Flo and I, my wife and I, we, we connect, the helmets are connected so we can chat Mm. wherever we go Mm. and it's really good we've ridden to melbourne together uh, and looking forward to doing a lot more of those big trips Mm. but she's she's often working and it's hard for her to get time off when Mm. i get time off so this one i'm doing on my own so it's pretty generous of your workplace to allow you to have a month off as well well, that's annual leave. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they were giving it to me, that That'd would be, be really sweet. generous. <laughs> Maybe I need to talk to my boss and see if that's... <laughs> mm. So, what, yeah. just as we're finishing up in our last few minutes here, what's it like working as a chaplain in an aged care facility? It's it, fantastic. You know, it's a little bit different to motorbike riding and then, you know, caring for well, the, the older folk. Yeah, well, it's actually interesting because a lot of the older folk have ridden bikes and they grew up Mm. not having cars Mm. the only transport they had were bikes so we often talk about bike things Mm. with the men and the women good point my mum and dad are both riders so (laughs) yeah so so most Mm. people think well well that that, it doesn't really connect but actually it does and it Mm. connects quite well 
Mm. Um, that's just part of my interest, though. I'm interested in many things, and mm. most of all, I'm interested in the spiritual journey of our residents there at the village, mm-hmm. and it's it's wonderful to be able to share with them part of my life as well as sharing uh, their life uh, as they share their life with me. Mm. And they're often out touring as well, so they share stories of their journeys, even though they, they're towing big caravans or in uh, their Winnebago. <laughs> Nothing like it. <laughs> so we sh- we share common interests in that that mm. regard, and of course, our relationship with Christ is is central to all of that. Mm. Do you find that people's faith gets more, I don't know, cemented or solid as they get older, or sometimes is there a you know a moment of doubt as they're they're growing in age as well? What I love about people, not just young, not just young, not just old, mm. but people overall, is we're all searching for an understanding of the meaning of this this part of our life, whatever section it is, whether mm. we're old or young. Mm. And if we're open to that and we have people around us who can help us with that part of the journey, you know, reflective um, conversation and talk mm. about what it means and um, not not judging but just you know, if you're feeling mm. this way, if you're feeling a bit flat or a bit lonely or a mm. bit whatever, then it's okay mm. if there's someone there who can just help you with that by listening and allowing you to process it. Mm, that's a really good point. And just, you know, I guess being accessible to people when they yes. need it. Yes. Mm. And my role as a chaplain is, is simply that, mm. being open to whatever the journey brings. So what's your absolute favourite thing about being a, a chaplain, just as we're wrapping up here? Oh, you need to give me more than a few minutes for that. (laughs) I I think the central part for me in being a chaplain, particularly in a retirement village, some people say to me, oh, why would you want, as a younger person, why would you want to be a a chaplain in a retirement village? The simple thing for me is that you can make a difference to many generations when you help someone who is a bit older work through whatever issues they have around their faith or around where God is with them. Mm. You know, when they're free of some of the difficult things they've carried for 80, 90 years, uh, then the families become free of that too. Mm. And sometimes that only happens on the deathbed. True. So for me, dealing with grief and dealing with the the difficulties around uh, death and dying, uh, that's a, a really beautiful place to be able to engage what life really means and and what we'll take on in the future. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Ken. I really appreciate speaking with you. It's fantastic and wish you all the best for your journey and I hope it's a wonderful adventure full of fun and fundraising. You're listening to Faith FM. Stick around. We've got plenty more great content coming up after this.
if what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because yeah. it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it the care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>